Hello and happy Monday, everybody. Yes. No, no, we're all up. What do we? What do we forget? Well, first you forgot me. No, 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 you're up. And you're then, up and you're live. Where's the Where's the music? I did. I just got finished saying I can't find the music. We are going to have to adapt today. We're going to have to play it without some music. You're not paying attention, Tiff. What's wrong? Are you all right, Tiffany? Is everything okay? I know um, it's almost. I was just looking next to me, and yeah. somebody isn't adapting yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. We're all sitting here. And you know no doot-doot-dooting. No, no. All right. So we're going to get. We're gonna let you doot-doot-doodle. You ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Doot-doot-doot-doo. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. You have tuned in to WRLR 98.3. <laughs> Normally, we hear a little more doot-doot-doodling. But, you know, Tiffany's not. She's a little down in the weather. I it's want tax music. day. It's the day before tax day. That's uh, that's why you're missing something. It's just, you know, Tiff. You know what, Tiff? You got you to learn to adapt, Tiffany. My brain Yeah, hurts. you got to learn to adapt. Adapt. Life sometimes throws us those curveballs. So, how are you going to deal with it, there, Tiffany? Ooh, I'm not there in the go. mood with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the day's only started. So, again, this is Monday, and you are tuned in to, like I said, WRLR, and you're listening to Bacon Bits with Master Happiness. I'm your host, and of course, I can't do it without the doodler, my bestest buddy, Tiffany. There you go. And look at this in the studio. We got a full studio here. We got my two boys here, Luke and Nate. Say hello, boys. Hello, Hello, boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bunch of comedians. Awesome. Oh, you awesome. knew that was coming. I knew it. You I was, I was, was almost going to say, don't let me down. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, today we're going to be talking about adaptability. All right. And so, Tiff, did you bring any uh, quotes? Oh, my God. We just got in. I just, no, I'm not telling you. Just read oh, any. Okay. Relax. Take Relax. a deep breath. Really? You, you are a mess because of that song didn't play, isn't it? I'm, I keep looking. I can't I find it. Yeah. I, right. have, I have schedule. All right. You know, my... you know, let's everyone just yes, take a deep breath for everyone. Everyone just like, just for Tiffany, you know, because <sighs> Tiffany is in the tax uh, bracket, tax bracket, tax racket. That's what it is. She's in the tax business and tomorrow's tax day. So she is just like, she's wound up like something awful. Right? I am a right? little bit. I but am. Tomorrow, but I do have my positive quotes. There you so, go. Yeah. So tomorrow. All right. Because I was going to say, because if you didn't, we would adapt. We would make <laughs> do without them. Right. And we got these two fine young gentlemen. They'd make up stuff along the way. Aw, thanks, right? guys. You like that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, and if they don't have nothing to say, they'll just act it out. So today we're going to do an hour of mime on the radio. All right. That's how, how you, so, guys, what do you what do you think of the word adaptability or adapting? Adaptation, anybody? whatever it is. Any, uh, when I say anybody? guys, I'm talking about anybody? two other men in the room. Yeah, hello, yeah. hello. What do you anybody? Think? That's anybody? A, yeah, that's yeah. Us. yeah. So what do you think, Luke? I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. You said tomorrow's tax day. This is going to be a quiet hour for me. Um, uh, uh, no, adaptability. It's a it's a fine word, and it has an even finer meaning, I think. And that would be wow. That's pretty. T- give us some rhyming words. Some rhyming words <laughs> with adaptability. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ability. Argue. All right. All right. All right. Um, fine. I I think as a as a lifetime procrastinator, adaptability has been a longtime friend of mine. So there you go. Exactly. I'm, I'm digging that. I'm going to give you a fist bump on that one. Ow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, Nate? What what do you what pops into your head when you hear the word adaptability? Um, honestly, just being able to go with the flow, not letting the day-to-day moments that are constantly changing frustrate you. Yeah, and I love that you use the word change. That's it perfectly. So often what we want is we want everything in life to be exactly the same. We want things to be smooth. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, but we've got to (laughs) learn and grow. I mean, technology is always changing. Uh, Things, you know, people's attitudes are changing all the time, and we've got to learn to adapt. Either that or hide in a cave somewhere and stay away from society. (gasps) 
You like that, that don't you? That sounds really nice. All right. <laughs> so, so, Tiff, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little something. Do you mind that, Tiffany? Not at all. Awesome. I forgot my glasses, so if I make a mistake, don't laugh Would you like to borrow mine? No, no. I, God only knows what I'll see with those. I'll probably burn <laughs> holes in the paper. Okay. Uh, so, adaptability is your happiness superpower. I really want you to think about that. Uh, at its core, adaptability is about figuring out how to make the best of a situation, even when circumstances change unexpectedly. It can help you navigate any challenge that comes your way when you're adaptable. You're not tied to a specific outcome, and that means you're less likely to be disappointed or frustrated when things don't go your way. Instead, you'll be able to shift your focus and energy towards finding a new solution or opportunity, and that can lead to greater happiness and fulfillment. Isn't that beautiful? What was that first sentence? Adaptability is your happiness superpower? Yeah. Yeah, it's your superpower. What, what are you, you're not buying that? No. You don't I, am buy, I yeah. did all the other stuff. Oh, I was like, you, said? You, you wanted me to repeat the whole thing. No, That's no, what no, I was no. waiting for. What you just but, first said. Yeah, but it's your it's your superpower. If you are able to adapt, what ends up happening is we we uh tend to get angry, uh, afraid of change. Mm-hmm. We uh you know, it it, it, it makes sense. saddens us even. Right. And so if you are if you can learn to adapt quickly and just understand things are going to change all the time, that's a superpower. It makes you happier all the time. So mm. by having that, that is a superpower. Mm. You're, you're still not, are you buying that? Um, well, let's take a vote. Anyone okay. else agree with that? Oh, I agree with it. I agree 100%. with that. All right. So, sorry, all sorry, right. Tiffany. All right. <laughs> Brought a couple of yes men today. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I <laughs> promised them tacos. So, so, of course, they're going to agree with me all the time. Oh. All right. So, okay. um, let's, let's get into, before we get into the bacon... And, of course, on every show here on Bacon Bits, we apply a little bacon to everything, right? Absolutely. But not the bacon for chewing. The bacon for doing. That's right. We, had, we apply the acronym B-A-C-O-N, and we try to solve the world's problems. But I want to get into here and hear a couple of the stories from some of the people here, if you don't mind sharing. Some of the things I was uh, brainstorming as we got here, and I wanted to hear some people, is uh, some of the things that we do, like on the job and some, uh, or our hobbies. When would you say, if anyone, I just want you to think about it, that adaptability has played a key role in what you do? For me, uh, adaptability is just a huge part of my day-to-day job. Um, Just things are constantly changing. You know, I'll sit there and I'll plan out the next day's operations. Sure. And, you know, everything could be laid out perfect. And then just in the flip of a switch, either someone will call in, uh, something will happen with a customer, something with equipment, and immediately you have to just go into recovery mode right right yeah so so would you say that that's a regular part of your day absolutely constantly adapting constantly changing deal dealing with the problems at hand right it's it's essential yeah so uh so explain a little bit about what you do i'm a dispatch supervisor for a trucking company okay all right so on average we've got about 80 drivers on the road wow and the just things constantly happen. I mean, a perfect example is we were we had a truck up north Wisconsin and a forklift put a hole in the roof of the trailer. Oh, I hate and when that so, happens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And right. so the customer we were picking up from was super strict food grade customer. They inspect the trailers really well. So all sure. of a sudden we are you know up in Plover, Wisconsin, trying to find somebody who can patch a trailer, get oh. it back up to specs, and it's just. You know, you have to do it quickly. You got appointment times. Oh, yeah. You got hours of service. Because the only other option was to unload it and load it into another trailer in the middle of n- nowhere. Correct. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that's really not an option, I guess. No. <laughs> so it's just being able to think on your feet and not 
not letting the frustration of a situation overtake or cloud your judgment. Right. You, know, you can sit there and throw your hands in the air and go, what are we going to do now? Or you can just start, just take a step back, take a breath, yeah. and then begin problem solving. Perfect. And, and so what's interesting is the problems that you face are sometimes caused by human error. Uh, you know, maybe one of your drivers or a customer changes their mind, whatever it is. It could be mechanical problems with the vehicles, or it could just be environmental. All of a sudden, you know, we just had snow today, right? Nobody expected that. Luckily, it wasn't that bad, right? Uh, and But a heavy snow all of a sudden could definitely affect you guys. Absolutely. And you have to be adaptable to that as well. Now, I was also thinking is that uh, Nate also happens to be my favorite hockey player in the entire world. Okay. <laughs> and so, Nate, even on, on, on I was going to say the hockey field, even on the hockey field, on the ice, uh, you've got to learn to adapt. Absolutely. I mean, one, one of your player uh, uh, teammate gets hurt, uh, everyone's got to scramble. You don't just go, well, don't, please don't shoot the puck over there. We don't have anyone over there. <laughs> right. Right. So what's the, what's the craziest story you have in playing hockey where you had to adapt? Where they had, where they actually made you do something that you weren't expecting. That sounded like God just entered the room. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm, you know, it, it it didn't happen to me, but because when I, I'm, I'm sorry, when I, I'm sorry, I just threw you under yeah, the bus. When you're when you're on a hockey team, yeah. you know, the entire team is you, and you're the entire team. It's oh, it's I, one like of those I like I like that. So like that. Uh, we, it was probably an hour before game time, and we didn't have a goalie. And so okay. the we just made a decision as the team that uh, my defense partner, we were just going to put him in goalie gear, and okay. he was going to play wow. in net for okay. us for the entire game. And so just the entire focus of the team shifted because we went from it just being a fun yeah. you know, Sunday night to going, we cannot lose this game right. with you know our one of our defensemen in that never played goalie before in yeah. his life but the entire it was it was just an awesome experience because the team came together yeah and I, everybody I rose up yes and everybody just you know we ended up winning the game it was close but wow uh, it was just awesome to see okay. somebody who had never been in that situation yes. thrown there and we all just kind of rallied around him okay and, and i i think that's a that's a great point you make i believe that in a team situation when the chips are down like that and you have to adapt you have to change it I think everyone gets that adrenaline rush. Everyone everyone feels a little stronger. The team comes together to try to make up for the loss or the or the problem in the team. And I think then wonderful things can happen. It's almost as if you want to throw a little monkey in the wrench every once in a while just to force the uh, the issue. No, I 100% right. agree. Okay. Um, so, Luke. That's uh, me. That is you. So, uh, tell us a little bit. You know, when we were talking a little bit earlier, I brought up improv. Yes, uh, improv comedy, but uh, you don't have to talk about improv if you don't want to. But in in uh, film or in uh, comedy in general, anything like that, where you'd say that adaptability is really strong or important. Oh, um, every every shoot I've ever been on, I, and you know, I I did a lot of student films when I was working with a, a film program I was in. Yeah, every single one, like you could bet that like 50% of the plans you had in place going into the shoot <laughs> were not going to go exactly the way right, right. you wanted to. And I feel like that's the way with almost every creative project where everyone has uh, an idea that they really want uh, They really want a project to end up sure. looking like. But with everything, if you're writing, if you're, I don't know, painting, you know, you're always going to have to deal with one thing where it's like, this isn't going to go the way... I imagine it going, so I have to adapt and make it right. the best I can. Yeah, I like I like that. Uh, and I like how you brought up painting. I remember when I was studying art like that, 
they brought this up all the time, that if you make a mistake, there are no mistakes in art. You have to either learn to say, I'm going to camouflage it or I'm going to accentuate it. So point out the mistake uh, and make it part of the masterpiece. And just by don't hide it, don't try to ignore it because, you know, a mistake, people are going to point it out. So make it almost look like it's purposeful or uh, make it look like you're using it to add to your artwork. And so I think it's the same thing on the stage. I mean, Bob Ross, happy little accidents. Whenever there he, you go. he would accidentally do something right. a little wrong, he would just work yeah. around it. He would make it work. Have you ever been on stage and made a mistake on stage? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the best parts where it's it takes you forever to get back into the groove of what's going on. Um, no, I was... Uh, this is going back to high school, but I, I was doing a play once, and uh, I... I broke uh, a cane I had as a prop okay. on stage, very loudly and very center stage. Uh-huh. But I made that uh, I made that a part of the character because he was a very angry character, nice. a very rage-filled nice. character. I and I I made it work, even though I really wasn't supposed to break nice, that cane. Nice, nice, of course. Um, but you know that's just how amazing and talented a thespian I am. That's really <laughs> there you go. That is it. Um, I knew a guy when I was doing a lot mm-hmm. of. Uh, uh, speech contests. There was a guy in the middle of a contest. Uh, Tiffany, you'll love this. He and he's a very high end, very a great motivational speaker. Halfway through the contest, he stops and he goes and he paused and it was this dramatic pause and everyone like leaned in to like what is he going to say and he goes, I forgot what I was going to say. Ah, oh. and he just gets up and walks off the stage. Was that it you? Was, no, it was not me. No, it was somebody <laughs> I saw. And it was like immediately, uh, some people were like, Oh, I feel so sorry for him. And I was like, No, I, I'm losing respect for him. Because he wasn't able to adapt. What's got to happen when, you know, mistakes happen, problems happen. You can't just run away from them. You have to deal with it at that moment. And so it was, uh, I mean, I felt bad for him because it did happen. But I felt worse for him because he didn't know how to handle it, you know. So, Tiffany, you're, you're in, the, uh, in the tax game. What's been going on here that, that you have learned you've had to adapt? And Not it, necessarily in the work tax-wise, but in, all, in general, all companies, you have to adapt to different personalities that Ooh, you work yes, with. Oh, yes, yes. I would agree with you, I would agree with yeah. you there. So, uh, again, I, you know, we never talk about our current companies because you never know who's listening. So let's talk about hundreds of years ago, some other company you worked at. Was there ever a time that you had to really, a story you could share about someone you had to really adapt? Um, uh, there was one girl that it didn't seem to click with anybody in the department. And yeah. they're like, Put her next to Tiffany. Oh. Tiffany gets along with everybody. Nice, but, nice. Oh, my goodness sakes, I had to adapt. Yeah. So, maybe, <laughs> so maybe that was your punishment. They, they, you, they, you thought they were, uh, like, punishing her, but they were really punishing you. Oh, goodness yeah. sakes. It, it, yeah. was, it was tough. But they're like, oh, no, Tiffany gets along with everybody. Put her next to her. And I had to adapt. Okay. It was right. tough. All right. So anyone here, and I'm just going to give a group question on adaptability. What about in relationships? And it could be, uh, you know, a relationship built on love, you know, uh, husband and wife. It could be just be friends, uh, roommates, siblings, etc. When have you have anyone ever realized that adaptability is really, really important? Well, Mark has to adapt to my messiness. OK. All right. <laughs> I see. I would I would picture you as the neat one. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know, no, Mark. So I don't know where I'm going. Everyone that on. knows me is giggling right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, he would have to adapt to that. And okay. Maybe a little bit of my snoring. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and how about you, Luke? Uh, friends, relationships, uh, anybody? Where would you say that adaptability, or you know, your ability to change, to kind of give in a little bit, uh, 
has come in. Um, definitely. Uh, there, I was living with two people, two very okay. close friends of mine, yeah. uh, for a while. And they are still, I, I still love them both to death. Good. But they are both very different people, both from me uh-huh. and from each other. Wow. And what I discovered by the time I, I had sort of come to an end with living with both of them is I had developed, like, the version of me I'm going to be around roommate A and the version of me I'm going to be around roommate B. Because oh, great. Okay. One, I would, one would be just a little more cynical or a little more, like, almost intellectual about like how they approached everything sure. so when i was around them i was like oh well yes of course you know the oh, government and all oh, that oh, yeah. <laughs> and the other one was a lot more just like you know go with the flow happy go lucky gotcha. like, super lax and i because of that i was a lot more like that around him and i think that's how you are with almost every person sure. you know sure. you're different around every single person slightly whether we want to admit it or not we start to mirror people we're around we start to pick up upon them because it's it's part of human nature to want to belong uh, to a tribe or a group. And so when we're near people that we especially that we care for, we start to mimic and mirror them even uh, very subtly. And so we start uh, changing. So, Tiffany, I think we've talked on this before about uh, I've called it my many different worlds. And it's the people I know in business. There's there's people I know my family. Uh, my immediate family, my wife and kids, and then my family, my siblings, and uh, my neighborhood friends, my older friends, they're all like different groups. And my, the way I talk sometimes is slightly different. The jokes I tell are slightly different. My attitude, everything is slightly different. And it's difficult when those worlds collide, like they come together. Now, we talked about this, and you had said, you don't understand that. You have one world. You're the same person with everyone. Or has that changed? No, I, I would like to be. Okay. The, the same person. Yes. Um, sometimes there be certain things I just don't say. I don't. I don't no, talk right. about. You know, especially the whole politics thing. Yeah. You know, well, some people yeah. politics just, and religion we just push to the side. And that, some those people are, those are, are just gun ho and yeah. that's what. And I just kind of just not say anything. Right. Yeah. Those are so, decisions. Those are conversations. I believe you have to have with special people that have open minds. Yeah. That are willing to hear yeah. uh, opposing viewpoints. And those are strong, and that's why I put it, politics and religion together, because those are those are things that people are Ooh. feeling so passionate. tied to. Right, very good. Very passionate. And they are afraid to just open their minds to yeah. the possibility of learning something. But the people that I could just totally be myself around yes. is the ones I just feel so comfortable with. Sure, If sure. I could just totally be myself, that's my happy place. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, so cool, cool. Uh and so we, so we talked a little bit about the jobs and relationships and that. I would say for me, a lot of my careers over, over my span of time has changed so dramatically. All the different things I've done, the positions I've held, the things I've done, the people I've had to work with. Uh, and so I have just learned to adapt from place to place all the time. And so when I was digging into this adaptability a little bit, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because nobody in the radio land can see me. So it'd be a waste of time. Uh, but what I'm saying is that I just I found I found myself being a type of person who can adapt fairly easily to almost any crowd. All right. And so occasionally when I talk to somebody and I meet people who are like they're in a certain group and they're quiet, they stand off to the side. They don't say anything. They stand perfectly still. I'm like, what's wrong? I don't know any of these people. I don't know what to talk about. And I'm like, just jump in the water, you know, and just do it and, you know, be happy with who you are and move forward. And I think that's an important thing to do is have a lot of self-love so that you can walk into any group. Uh, well, what you could always do into those quiet people yeah. 
is just start talking about politics and religion. Yeah, yeah, that there you go. That'll get them going. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so Tiffany, before we get oh, into the goodness, before me. we get into the bacon, can you uh, revel us with uh, a quote or two? And then what I'd like to do is, guys, is uh, take a close uh, earful of a quote and just give me your feelings on what what you get out of what Tiffany says. This is it. So Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. He doesn't even do that. So now he's making (laughs) you guys do it. I comment on your quote. Oh, that's good. That's good. You're not going to say. I do a lot more than that. I dig deep, deep into it. Do you really? Do you? I I have tattoos of some of your quotes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Adaptability is the simple secret of survival. Oh, Whoa. there you go. So are you saying it's kind of like a superpower? I'm not, but Jessica uh, Macdorn is. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jessica. So it's the, I'm sorry. the, the Adaptability is, is the simple secret of survival. Yeah, I would agree with that. Think about right from the dawn of man. I mean, when you when you just think of that, the, the cavemen who had fire... Probably did a little bit better than the guys who didn't. You know, they were cooking their meat and everything like that. You know, but the other guys had to adapt without fire. Oh, oh touche! Yeah. And they died. And they probably and they, died. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you? Any, any thoughts on this? Either, either on the quote itself or on uh, Jessica McNamara. No, I think uh, I think that's a really great quote. I mean, you take like a chameleon, for example. There you go. The entire way they survive is by just blending in with their surroundings, matching their skin tone, yeah. and and using that. And if you look around nature, there's a lot of examples of that to go from. And it's those are the animals and the species that haven't gone extinct. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and even uh, you can take a look at the evolutionary state, but let's take a look at some businesses that I would say fall into that idea perfectly is in order to survive. Remember, there was a really big popular business a while ago that everyone would have thought would never go out of business. That was Blockbuster Video. <laughs> okay? Before there was streaming services, everyone had to go to these the neighborhood family video uh, store and you'd rent videos, right? And then eventually Blockbuster came about and they franchised and they became a, a superpower. But they, grow, they grew so big and they were just such a, a popular thing. It, it seemed like they'll never die off. They're, they're just going to be there forever. Then Netflix came about and said, we're going to allow you to, uh, we're going to send you the CDs in mail so you don't even have to go to the store. That was the first thing. And Blockbuster never followed that. Blockbuster never said, oh, that looks dangerous. They were like, no, no, we're too big. We're not worried about that small market. And then Netflix started streaming. And Blockbuster still didn't say streaming was a good idea. They just let it go. And they said, ah, the streaming will never catch on. Everyone will want uh, a DVD or a VHS tape. And eventually Blockbuster just disappeared because they refused to adapt. They refused to, they refused to look at the, the marketplace and, uh, and change with the market. Okay. That's so, a good example. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the best uh, examples. I've got a couple other examples. Anyone else have an example they can think of? I know I'm just I I'm I'm throwing this out to you. So you know, uh, no. All right, then I'll do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's interesting because uh, some are actually arguing that now, currently, yes. Netflix itself is oh, yeah. struggling to adapt. Yes, because with all these these big streaming services right. that seem to have like uh, have really like tapped into the market, like they have their their crowds like HBO Max, yes, uh, or Max now, right, right, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's soon we're going to change it again to Bo. HBO Max yeah. is very like, oh, we have superheroes and we have these yeah. interesting like elite programming, and you have Disney Plus. That's like right. we're going to cater to 
you, you know, uh, child demographics or like mainstream demographics. Right. And Netflix, it's sort of it's fallen just, to the wayside. It's the blah. It's the blah one. Mm-hmm. And Netflix actually almost made a mistake because Netflix, when they first went into streaming, they took a close look at, um, remember they used to mail the DVDs and they'd say, oh, for one low fee, you can get the mail DVDs, plus you could you could do the streaming. And they were doing uh, a little bit of both. And they started charging more money, and people then, they lost a bunch of revenue because of that. They didn't know how to fit in exactly. So they finally flipped completely all to streaming. So, yeah, you're right. Netflix is probably floundering right now, not knowing exactly how they fit into this big market of all these other streamers who looked at them and said, let's take a look at what Netflix is doing right. What does the market want? And let's create something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when Netflix was the number one name, there was there they had no competition. Right. Yeah, and it just goes to show that cyclical nature of things, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. Yeah. And you have to you can't you can't rest on your laurels. You have to keep moving. You have to keep changing. All right. What's your favorite uh, streaming service? Uh, I'm a big HBO Max guy. Okay. I, I just love the programming on there, and I think it also has the best UI. You know, the best. Okay. It, it looks the best and it runs the best. Okay, that's interesting. All right, because I still. I still hold close. I'll, I've been watching a lot of HBO Max, but I still go back all the time to Netflix. It still just feels comfortable. What about you guys? Do you do any streaming? I don't do any streaming. No, no. You just lock yourself at home. I don't. That's it. Do people's so, taxes? What you guys are talking about, I have no clue. You don't stream any. So, like, nope. do you watch any television, or you're just radio? <laughs> I watch TV. I just uh, like, cable. You, okay. All right. So, like, are, no do you streaming. watch any shows on cable? Uh, any shows, uh, like uh, series or movies? They aren't streaming. Well, no, I guess they're I not. I thought we were talking streaming. No, no, I'm just, I know, <laughs> but I wanted to get you into the conversation. Oh, All right, well, never yeah. mind, Tiffany. I, uh, Nate, what about you? What's your favorite streaming channel? Uh, my favorite's Hulu. It's mostly because I'm oh, cheap. It's, there you go. I have had it for a long time, yeah. and I just, I don't watch that much TV, so. Gotcha. You know, it's there. If it's on, I watch it. If not, I'll find something there else. There you go. Do. Hulu I, has everything. It has so much stuff on it. That's true. It does. It really does. It's an, it's crazy. I, I just can't get past the ads. That's the only reason. But it's great. Yeah, you that's know, so if funny. You, if you pay for it. I'm not going to. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you watch it, when you're out watching cable, are there a lot of um, ads? Do they? Are you watching with commercials? Yeah, or if we tape it, then we could just fast forward. Okay. Wow, you're taping. I really, you're really I, old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I honestly, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Really? Yeah, I I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's so the, that's, that's why the I'm demographic. We, no that's the demographic the demographic we play for. Okay. So um, I I can't do it. I can't adapt because I have no idea what you're talking all about. All right. Well, you're gonna have. You know what they're gonna eventually do? They're talking about. Everyone's talking about cutting the cable. Cable TV is gonna disappear. Tiff, you're gonna have to grab something. So now you know mm-hmm. HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Channel, mm-hmm. uh, Paramount. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, I mean, there are a million streaming channels. It feels right. like. So yeah. Right. Yeah. There's always There's one. What? Amazon Prime. There you go. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yeah. 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 So you you get Amazon Prime? No. It, I thought you loved to shop too. You could do Amazon. I think Amazon Prime. You buy like so many. You spend a hundred dollars a month on groceries in Amazon Prime. You get a free vacation. And I know you like to travel. I do like to travel. Yeah. So there you go. Just do it for the free vacations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so aside from the movie things like that, and I was also looking at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. That look at Dunkin' Donuts and KFC are two people that, or two people, two companies that have adapted very slightly just by adjusting their names. 
Okay, Dunkin' Donuts is now called Dunkin'. Oh, I because, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because they've they've shortened it, and so you'll, a lot of places you'll see just the DD up on their oh, team, that, yeah, and then but you'll see just Dunkin'. And the reason for it is they're following along with the the fame that Starbucks has of selling so much coffee, and people love uh, buying coffee. Uh, which so what they did was they said we're not a donut place because donuts are you know as people are trying to get more healthy, you don't want to go to a donut place, so we're just going to Dunkin', which is a place that makes coffee. And while I'm there, I'll have a, a dozen donuts. But anyway, at least I can make an excuse. I only go to Dunkin' Donuts for their coffee. I, a okay. lot of people go yeah. to Dunkin'. They prefer Dunkin' over oh, Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there a was a lot. Starbucks uh, was another place that really dropped down dramatically because McDonald's suddenly was making coffee less expensive than Starbucks. And a lot of people surveyed said they preferred McDonald's coffee. Yep. And so they had to, re, you know, reinvent their brand, Starbucks. Got- Dunkin', I think, has a lot more of the foo-foo coffee. Like they? Starbucks and I just, um, I like, McDonald's I like has a couple coffee. like the um, the caramel, but okay. I think they only have a few um, okay. different. But so Dunkin' do, is starting to get. So where do you more. get coffee? Uh, markets it at Dunkin', uh-huh. sometimes McDonald's. Okay. Um, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Okay. But I do like the caramel um, one at Starbucks because it's like a little bit of coffee and all sugar and, and all <laughs> and a bucket cream. of caramel. Yeah. Nice, nice. And you guys, any uh, preference on coffee? No. No. No, not a coffee drinker. Really? Wow. Wow. I, I would have sworn. Nate, you're like always pumped up. You're excited all the time. I just figured you were like 90% caffeine. Okay. Just natural adrenaline. That's it. That's it. Me, I, I'd like anybody's coffee. I'll drink coffee at a gas station. I'll drink coffee anywhere and everywhere. Black cream sugar? Black. Just wow. black. Wow. Yes, exactly. Like my soul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into this, we're going to get do the bacon, the B-A-C-O-N, and discuss that a little bit more. Tiffany, you got another quote for oh, us? You want to throw in another quote? Be willing to change because life won't stay the same. Oh, that's not, that's worth putting on a T-shirt. Who yeah. said that? Can we steal that? Um, unknown. Perfect. Then it's ours. <laughs> Write that one down. Soon you'll be able to get those uh, T-shirts, those uh, Bacon Bits with Master Happiness T-shirts. And go. the T-shirt will say in bright, bold letters. Be willing to change because life won't stay the same. Wow, that is nice. That is nice. That is so true. And that's exactly what we've been talking about the whole time. All right, so what we do every week right here on Bacon Bits is we attack these world problems. We try to help you navigate those paths of happiness uh, by applying a little bacon, B-A-C-O-N. So the first letter here uh, when we talk about adaptability is this. Build your resilience. Resilience is about bouncing back from setbacks and it's a critical component of adaptability. That's so, right. yeah, you, li- you like that one? Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm loving that you like in that. Because when you're down or something happens, then you just get worse and worse and worse. So when yeah. you have to bounce back to You've get got to it. to do, you know. I think I, they if, called it um, quicksand. Yeah, there, there you go. That's a perfect one where you just feel like you're constantly sinking and nothing's allowing you to come back. Rocky had a lot to talk about um, from the movies about bouncing back. It's not how, how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up, which in that's the case if it's all about getting back up then you want to get knocked down more often right okay what about you guys anything on resilience there how when was there a time in your life that you'd say that you were knocked down uh right ready to quit just wanted to wanting to give up but you said no i'm going to come back and both of you are shaking your heads no because we're no. we're this studio is filled with winners they're, they never get knocked down. And Absolutely. when they do, they, they look upon it as this is an opportunity. I, I never look at it but a negative. Nobody knocks me down. You know, uh, another great quote. This is. isn't a story because I don't have one. All right. But another great quote uh, that Tiffany can add to her collection is, Yes, <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again because you're never going to keep me down. 
That's oh. from the uh, <laughs> contemporary philosopher Chumbawamba, I believe. Oh, yeah. oh. oh. nice. That was beautiful. Nate, Nate's got a <laughs> Nate little tear really, in his eye. Nate really yeah, appreciates yeah. that. There quote. you go. That, that was a rough was, one, buddy. That, that's a beautiful <laughs> one. All right. So, um, so anything more on that? The, uh, build up your resilience. In other words, just remember that you are going to keep going, uh, getting back up. We don't want to live in that hole. We don't want to live in that darkness. It's about, it is about bouncing back all of the time. Okay. All right. A is adopt a growth mindset. All right. And, and Nate, I, I know you've got to have something to say about this because your, your adorable wife is always preaching the growth mindset. She's got a massive poster in her classroom. Okay. The idea of build, uh, adopt a growth mindset instead of thinking of challenges as barriers, try to see them as opportunities to learn and grow. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. I was going to jump on the other one and say mindset, oh. but adaptability is 100% about the way you, you focus on every situation. You got to always focus on it as a positive, good or bad. Right, right. And, you know, always be looking for something that's going to make you either more uh, engaging, um, intellectually build you up, or just, you know, build character across the board. I would say the, the greatest lesson I've ever learned, and I really wish I could pinpoint when it happened, who taught me this or that, was the idea of there is no winning and losing. It's win or learn. And if you really cop that attitude, if you really think about it like that, it's the idea that then you end up never losing. It's your win or learn. I'm going to get knocked down. I'm going to be put in my place. But every time I lose something, it's an opportunity to do something better the next time around. Okay? And I just really... and. And it's not, it's easy to say. It's not always easy to do. There's plenty of times I've lost at something and it's really hurt me. It's broke my, it's broke my spirit. It's, it's, it's um, devastated me. But once I've given it enough time, I'm able to come back and say, all right, what did I learn from this? And it's the first thing that I teach a lot of people is when life seems its absolute worst, when you're at your life's lowest point, take a, take a moment and ask, what am I learning for, for this? And if, if you're a spiritual person, you'd say, why? Why did God give me this uh, challenge? Why did why did I do this? You know, why am I faced with this? Uh, but any anything, one of the fastest ways to recovery is obviously time, but it's also looking upon it, changing your mindset. You know, adopting that growth mindset, and saying this is this is my slowdown. This is the thing that's affecting me. How do I get back up? How do I how do I view it as an opportunity? Okay. Okay. Anything to add there, Tiff? Mm. No, you're just you're just in awe over there. Well, you're, no, you're, I just, she's over there setting up the T-shirt. We have two guests, and I they need I, to I, to I do their thing. But That's you know, why they're new here, Tiff. Tiff yeah, you're, you're an order, Luke. This yeah, is, you need to talk more. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm not taking the. I, I, there are more lyrics to that to that Chumbawamba song. I can say. <laughs> oh wait, it was <laughs> a looking, song. Oh. I thought he was a philosopher, <laughs> contemporary right. philosopher. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. All right, so let's go to C. So so far it was B. Build your resilience. A is adopt a growth mindset. And C is this, change can be scary. Embrace it. It can be an opportunity to try something new and different. So it's not just learning from it, but sometimes the change allows us to go down a different path. We try something that we might have never tried before uh, because we're saying, hey, this doesn't work, so let's go and go and do something different. All right? Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit when I was running an R&D department, research and development department, and we would get everyone together and we would try to brainstorm ideas. And one of the things I would always tell the team was, there are no dumb ideas. Throw out anything and everything, uh, except one guy. He only had dumb ideas. But uh, <laughs> and he would throw out as many ideas as possible. 
And what we'll do is we'll start mixing and matching and maybe because of them find out something. And by the end of a meeting or a couple of meetings, you would find that we're suddenly heading down a path we never thought we would head down. All right. What we're doing is we're saying, here's a problem. Let's come up with as many different possible solutions that we possibly can. And uh, it's great when you're working in a team with an open uh, mind to say, let's do something. And what I did find a lot of times is people would sit there quietly, all right, not knowing what to say. And those are the people I try to encourage. Just open up your mouth, say something. And that's sometimes when the genius invention really came out. So that change can be scary, but you've got to embrace it, okay? Loving that? I got, I got a question just kind of Shoot. In, in line with that. Yeah. When, what do you do if you're, like, you're leading a team of people and you have to motivate them to be oh. open to the idea of change? Right. Because, and, you know, we are going through a lot with the company and we got a lot of people that are really on board and then there's people that just don't they don't want they to don't change. Want it. It's this is the way it's always been and I don't want to change and and they don't care about the benefits of anything or anyone. It's this is different and I don't want to do it. And so mm-hmm. how how is a leader, you know, other than just leading right. by example and being sure, sure, this because, is be a good thing. That's, that's, because that's that's I I agree with you. I like that you added in lead by example. Uh and that's great when you're dealing with all of them. But I do believe then, as a leader, you have to have one-on-ones with them, and you have to find out what their motivation is and what their obstacle is. What's the thing that is making them afraid to change? Okay, most people are afraid to change because they don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, they they just don't want to uh, make a mistake. This is all going well, and it might not even be great, but it's it's going well enough and uh, I've dealt with people much, much older than me, if you believe that, Tiffany, much, much older than me. No one's right. older than you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but what ends up happening is that sometimes those people who are older, they're they're figuring, oh, I'm not that far from retirement. I've done it this way for 30 years. I'm not going to change. And it's those people that what I would do is if I had a mix of people and I was and if I was working with a mix of people and I had some older people who uh, were saying, this is how we've always done it. I don't want to change. And you've had some younger people. I would go to the older people and saying, I need you to help me set an example for these other people. They don't know. They don't, don't they don't have the experience you have. OK, and they need to learn uh, some of these new ideas that we have. Uh, just like you say, just like when you first started here, when you first started here, I know you 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 probably butted heads with people. You were learning it. You were new at this whole type of thing. Uh, and you had to adapt to the changes, technology changes. Ask them about uh, what's the biggest technological change that is ha- that they've seen their entire time in, in the business. And then ask them how they were able to change when that type of thing happened. It sounds like okay. uh, an HR question when you're getting interviewed. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> definitely. But sometimes that's exactly what it is because you need to be able to find to make sure that... Uh, you're building a strong team, so you need to be able to have everyone on the same on the same path. And if they're afraid, if if you find some people who are afraid to change, you have to ask them. You have to dig up deep. Why are they afraid to change? Why won't they change? And sometimes the best way to do this is give let them give you an example of a time in their life when they did change, and it suddenly frees them up to say, now it's okay to change because I've I've proven I've already have changed. And when you take responsibility to say. This is the, the, the way I want to head everyone. I might make a mistake, but I'm counting on you to help me. So just give me the chance. All right. Once you gave them the, once you remind them they've already changed in the past and you're taking responsibility, you're being vulnerable, it's a little bit easier for them to follow along. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. All right, good. Because I just made that all up. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, you guys passing around the phone over there. 
Oh, uh, it was yeah. the song. Oh, all right. So you found the song. Yeah. Mm. See? Uh, one I'll, of I'll our to... wonderful listeners, Grace, nice. sensed it, sent it over. Thank you, yeah. Grace. Here we here I thought it was a uh like an Asian philosopher and it wasn't. All right. All right, so so far I never said he was Asian. No, so that, it didn't. I just that's all you. I just I just think it whenever I hear a really good quote, I just automatically for some reason think Asian. I don't know why. I believe okay. you have the uh, Irish to thank for that particular quote. Oh, okay. Irish or Scottish one. Yes. The, the Irish, Irish pirate. Right, the Irish pirate. Arr. All right. So so far what we've done is this B, build your resilience. Okay. A, adopt a growth mindset. C change or can be scary now oh and this is going to be uh along that same line open-mindedness okay it's more than just a growth mindset it's open-mindedness being an out-of-the-box thinker means being open to new ideas and ways of thinking all right it's just that whole idea of just saying okay i'm i'm willing to turn my head off i'm willing to uh stop thinking for a second and i just want to become a very good listener hear what you've got to say all right we've all been in conversations whether you're dealing with somebody or uh, you're the one who continues you know when someone's talking and you're thinking oh this is my response i wish you would shut up because i have something to say and you stop listening right we've been in those conversations mm-hmm. yes and everyone goes hmm? it's, yeah huh? like when, tiffany's know. like every day when i'm on the radio with you every, okay yeah. <laughs> every monday at yeah. seven o'clock there you go there you go <laughs> um but so what we have to do is to have an open mind we have to be able to set back and say, okay, I've got my ideas. And so possibly what I'm going to do is I might learn something new. So I would like, to, I'm going to sit back, hear you out. I'm going to ask follow-up questions to make sure I clarify what you what you mean. And then when I, I get a chance, I'm going to explain my point of view. And I'm hoping you'll do the same thing. You'll listen to my point of view with an open mind. And what often happens if you are in a conversation with someone with an open mind you find out you're not that far apart. Or even if you are that far apart on a decision, uh, a thought, a process, even if you're that far apart, it doesn't matter because at least you're saying, oh, I see why you think that way. That might be a way for us to try it. Let's try it this way first. If that doesn't work, let's try it this way. Okay? But deep down inside, you're thinking, you have no, no idea what you're no, talking about. No, we're open-minded. Oh, open-minded. I did have, again, going back to the R&D thing, when we would create these products, I remember I was uh, talking with this one guy, uh, Esteban, uh, was uh, a brilliant guy. He could build almost everything. And uh, so I would explain to him, this is how I think it would be. And, he, and he'd shake and say, no, no, I got it. I got to figure it out. I was like, well, tell me. No, I'll build it. I'll build it. And I would say, we're working together as a team. So he would leave. And uh, obviously, I, I didn't work in the shops. So I didn't do any metal work. But I would make these prototypes out of cardboard. And I would give them to him. I say, "Look, this is how this is what I'm picturing." He'd be like, "Yeah, that's nice." And I say, "So build one of these, and build yours, and let's see what works." And he would come back with only his. Yeah, I built yours. It didn't work. I threw it away. So this is the way we're going. <laughs> and I would go, on, "I don't believe you actually even tried." He mine. doesn't adapt. No, he did not have an open mind. No he, open mind and no adaptability. He was the kind of guy I could feed information to, and he was a genius. He can come up with answers, but he did not like to work in as part of the team. He wanted his way, and that's the direction he went into. Okay, so that's that's one of the fun parts of working with this guy. <laughs> All right, so open-mindedness. Uh, Tiff, you got any uh, quotes oh, around boy. open-mindedness or out-of-the-box thinking? Out of quotes? Yeah. I got adaptability stuff. All right, welcome back. <laughs> welcome. All right, it's it's all in the same thing. There you go. Okay, all the right. art of life is a constant readjustment to our surroundings. Wait, one more time? With, <laughs> the, with flair. 
the art of life is a constant readjustment to our surroundings. I like how you said with flair and all you did is you raised your eyebrows. For oh. those of you out in Radio Land, she did that very, very flare-like. Was it flourish? Yeah, that was flourish, loaded with flair. Okay. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, so this last one, letter N, is this. Is after we look at this, build up, build your resilience, adopt the growth mindset, change can be scary, open-mindedness. Okay, the next one is now let go. Okay. Just let it go. Exactly. Go ahead. You going to sing it? Let it go, let it go. All right. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> those are the those are the only important ones. Uh, besides, if we want uh, lyrics, we're going to turn to Luke. Okay. <laughs> I only know that one song. All right. Okay. <laughs> How about you, uh, Nate? Do you sing? Oh, you sing constantly. That? Especially "Let It Go." Oh, that's a big Disney hit. Going yeah. back to the streaming. Okay. Brilliant. Absolutely. All right. Disney okay. Plus for life. Right. No, I understand. I mean, I would make you sing, but there's none of room to dance, and I know you can't sing sitting still. You know no. me well. All right. All right, so, and like I said, is now let it go. Letting go of your attachments to specific outcomes can free you to explore new positions. So this is the step beyond just having an open mind. It's an open mind going, all right, I can see where you're, where you're going with that idea, but I still want to cling on to my idea. I feel safe with my idea. Okay, I've opened my mind. I've relaxed. I'm, I've accepted it. Now, sometimes, every once in a while, you just have to let it go. And go okay, you take the lead. You run with it. Okay. Uh, and you go with it. Anyone, uh, I, I'm going to share a, an experience where I felt that exactly, that let it go thing. Mm-hmm. And I love sharing this story, especially if my brother, Baby Joe, is listening because he hates this story. Oh, Yeah, he hates this story. Cover your ears, Baby yeah, Joe. Yeah. So when I was, when I went scuba diving one time in my life and it was, a, it was great. And so my family, we all grew up uh, loving how to, you know, loving swimming. We all, we swam a lot. And so I went and it was in uh uh, Cancun, Cancun, Mexico, and it was gorgeous. And they had this one day scuba diving training in a swimming pool. And they said, all right, tomorrow morning, we go out in the ocean. We're going to go scuba diving. So it was like an hour long training. And we're like, all right, yeah, this seems safe. Why not do it? And so there's a number of different things you have to do. You have to learn to breathe through the regulator. Uh, you, you, they put weights on you and you regulate your buoyancy by how much uh, air you take into your lungs. You rise up and down. So there's all kinds of really cool stuff that I was really, really getting into. So we go out into the ocean the next day. We get to the bottom, and it's like just, I don't know, it's 30 feet or something. It's not really deep. And this is where Joe's like, oh, my God, you're such a baby. It was only 30 feet. <laughs> so we're down there, and I start smiling because I am giddy with excitement under the ocean. You're looking around going, I am under the, I'm in the ocean, and I'm staying here, right? You know, I'm weighted down there. I'm able to breathe. And you look up, and way up at the top, you see just the, a very tiny bottom of the boat way up there. And it's just incredible. The, the view, it's like you, you can't even compare it to anything, right? And I'm so excited, so I start smiling. Well, my smile is bigger than the regulator, so what that means is water, water goes into my is mouth. Coming. Yep. So now I'm, I'm there, and I have water in my mouth, and I can't remember what he said to get the water out of your mouth. And this is salt water. So... I'm I'm there kneeling and you know the the water's moving ever so slightly so it's just like really cool. I'm like all right, I'm calm, everything's good. And I'm like how do I get rid of the water? I can't remember. So I'm like I can't just keep breathing cuz I'm breathing into that whole you know over this water cycle. So that must be scary. I have well, I wasn't scared at first. So I just said I'm going to have to swallow it. So I swallow this mouthful of salt water, right? And I'm like, "Oh, that is bad." Right? So we're swimming. We start swimming a little bit more. 
and you start choking. No, 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 oh. no. I see like fish and coral and stuff, and it's gorgeous. Oh my god! So I start smiling, smiling again, again, and more water rushes <laughs> in my mouth, and I'm going, I can't possibly. Like, what am I supposed to do with this water in my mouth? Like. Oh. So I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move the regulator out and just spit the uh, water oh out. My <laughs> right? now, now, underwater, it sounds like such a good idea or in your head. So when you, as soon as you move the regulator, all oh. the water in the ocean just fills oh. up your mouth. And now my mouth is completely filled. And I put the regular ba- regulator back in. Now I'm starting to freak out a little bit because I'm like, I really, I don't want to swallow any more of this. This is awful. So I start like... Uh, waving the instructors who are down there to me, and I'm like, hey, and I'm pointing at my regulator, and I'm saying, look at me, I'm giving them thumbs up, like everything's okay, and I go, you and me, I'm just pointing at each other, because they won't let you talk underwater. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go, can we just go up to the surface? I just want want to ask you one question, (laughs) and they're looking at me, shaking their head like, no, we're staying here, and it's kind of like, look, Right now, I'm okay. Just have a mouthful of water, but I'm getting really close to being frightened because <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do, and I can't communicate with you, right? And so I'm pointing at the regular, like, look, it's not that big of a deal. It's just this. Like, I don't know how to get the water out of my mouth. And just think about it. You're underwater. How do you explain that? And as I do that, I feel hands on my back because another uh, instructor is holding me down because they think I'm freaking out. And now I'm like, and now you're holding me down? Now I'm starting to freak out. <laughs> so they all come, like, there were four instructors. They all come by me, leave everyone else. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God, it's not that big of a deal. It is a yeah. big a deal. Well, I'm just like, let me go upstairs and I'll tell you, right? And so they t- two of them switch their regulators and go, watch, watch what we're going to do. And they pull their regulators out and they switch So they them. knew what you were talking about. They just said they felt there was something wrong with my regulator. Oh. So they switched their regulators. Like, they pulled their mouth and... You, you know, like, here, Luke, take mine, and I'll take yours. And they watch me, and then they, they look at me, and they're like, now me and you are going to do this, me and the other guy, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 it's fine. I want to tell him the regulator's fine. I have water in my mouth. So he switches, and as soon as he puts his regulator in my mouth, he pushes the button on the front of the regulator, which shoots a burst of air that blows all the water out of your mouth. And as soon as he does that, I go, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know what it is. We're good. And he's he's holding my regulator, like, good to me, like, everything's okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the regulator's fine. I'm the goofball. I don't know. And, and again, I can't explain it, so we just switch back. And now I'm I'm spending the whole rest of the Not time. Not smiling. No, no, I, I can't stop. <laughs> I'm going to keep smiling. I keep getting water in my mouth the whole trip, and I had to keep pressing the button to the point that they were like, you're using up your oxygen so quickly. Oh, and I go, because I'm enjoying this too much. <laughs> but... The moment, the reason I'm sharing the story is that let go part was that moment when I was down in the ocean, right? And the guy hit his hands on my shoulder and it was just suddenly gone. Oh, like there is no, there's no way they're going to let me just swim to the top. They're going to, they're holding me down here. That would freak me out. Yes. Too. And it was just that whole thing of I can completely freak out here or I can just let it go. Okay. And I have to adapt to the situation. These guys are in charge. I can still breathe. I just have a mouthful of water, but I'm breathing over the water in my mouth. And, I'm, and I kept saying to myself, worst comes to worst, I swallow this again, even though I don't want to do this. So it ended up okay. But it was at that moment where it was a scary moment that I just had to, to adapt, let go. Whew. Okay. So I was go. getting worked up just listening to that story. Well, thank you. Thank you for caring. And Joe, Joe thinks I'm a big baby because of it. Ooh. I survive. I'm a survivor. Okay. I, I... <laughs> you know that song, Luke? 
course. All right. Tickets <laughs> by uh, Chumbawamba. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the Asian version. Right, yes, right, yeah. right. There you go. All right. So that that's my my story of. Wow, look at this. That was a long story. It's it's seven fifty five over here. <laughs> <laughs> any any uh, last words that you guys want to uh, bring up about adaptability? Anything else that you said? Hey, I want to come to the show because I really want to share something. I've got something deep down in my soul that the world needs to hear. I'm going to start with you, Tiffany. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Come on, Tiffany. Okay. What's your What's your big What's your big personal quote about uh, your personal quote? Not somebody else's quote. What What does I adaptability no mean to you? I just uh, my big thing is having to adapt to other people. Okay. Your big thing, like uh, having to do uh, that. Do you feel like it's it's difficult? Do you feel you can do it? You feel over time you've learned how to do it. Over time, I've I learned better how to do it, but it still could stress me out. Okay, so what's the toughest thing for you? Building up the resilience, uh, adopting a growth mindset, uh, knowing that change can be scary. Um, resilience the, is re- really the bouncing back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. How about you guys? What? What? Any last ideas on on adaptability? Anything? that you said has just been bugging you and you've been sitting there. I just need to scream into the mic. Nothing. Wow. This is, that <laughs> means the words I've said have been so poetic, so absolutely wonderful. They've taken the words out of my mouth. There you go. I should have handed you the script. Here, you could, you could read this last part here. Oh, I, I'll, I, I'll, yeah, I'll I didn't read any of that. You know, yeah. you know, Dad, now that you mention it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to say that <laughs> I think being adaptable is, a, is more than just a skill. Is it? It's a mindset, actually. Oh, it's true. So true. It, there's just uh, the ability to pivot and shift focus when things don't go. Someone didn't silence their phone. Um, the ability to pivot <laughs> and shift again. focus when things don't go according to plan is just essential for happiness and success in both your personal and professional <laughs> life. And I think Nate, Nate, you had a you had a thought on this, correct? As well, right? <laughs> well, I think that the next time you're faced with an unexpected challenge. Take a deep breath. Ah. And remember that being adaptable is your secret weapon and your superpower. Oh, wow. What a great way to to wrap it up. (laughs) Wow. These guys are so eloquent. (laughs) The strongest, it's not the strongest nor the most intelligent of the species that survive, but the one that most adaptable to change. Oh, I love it. Perfect. True. That's it. That's it. All righty. Okay. That was Darwin. 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 Darwin who? Darwin. Darwin. That was Darwin's little brother. All right. Excellent. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this show. Are you good with that, Tiffany? Oh, I am. Are you? Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) and so tomorrow's tax day, you're going to be all refreshed uh, for our next show. Although, like I said, I might not be, we might not be in the air next week. Because I might be doing Aww. that career fair, but we'll, you know, I might get we, the night off. You, how about it? There you go. <laughs> so you take a little mini vacation ex- little after bit? text time. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, so you keep pointing at Luke. What? It, well, what? Luke told me when we were in the waiting room he was actually going to do the show for you next. Excellent. Week, so. All right. Oh, Tremendous. Good go. job. So here uh, we were worried. Yay. Awesome. All right. So. The, so then tune in uh, next week. We'll see what, what uh, you'll hear on the show. Uh, God only, but if not next week. rusty. Yes, if not next week, uh, two weeks from now. But in the meantime, you can always listen to Bacon Bits with uh, Master Happiness. You know where, Tiffany? Um, No, Spotify. Oh, Spotify. You know where else? Um, Heart Radio. iHeartRadio, yeah. Amazon, uh, Audible, all those places. Wherever you all listen to your pl- best, your favorite podcast, that's where you can Yay. find Bacon Bits with Master Happiness. All right. 
And with that, say goodnight, Tiffany. With that, goodnight, Tiffany. Say goodnight, boys. Good night, boys. Good night. <laughs> All right. Ah. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.